Welcome to From the Source with Frankie and Sarah from Baker Tilly KDN. This podcast is about helping business owners and entrepreneurs understand and overcome their tax planning challenges. Join us for this journey as Frankie Loretto and Sarah Netley draw from years of expertise and guest experts to help make complex tax planning concepts make sense. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on the inaugural episode of From the Source with Frankie and Sarah. We're going to get to know our co-hosts a little bit as we learn more about Baker Tilly, KDN, a full-service accounting firm with offices in Kawartha, Durham, and Northumberland regions of Ontario. I'm Wendy McConnell. Welcome, ladies. We've got Sarah and we've got Frankie. Say hello. 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 I'm so excited. See, excitement is the better word. I heard the nervous a little before the recording. We won't say who, (laughs) but excitement. That's what we have. Right, ladies? Absolutely. excited. Yes. Okay. So we want to know a little bit more about you. So Sarah, tell us about yourself. Started actually in Baker Tilly as a co-op student. I won't say how long ago. And I came back in 2013 after working in a Toronto firm and getting some experience under my belt. So I've been here since 2013 um, and have really enjoyed working with kind of the owner manager client base that we serve primarily out of the Baker Tilly KDN group. I have two young kids. So between, you know, work and uh, personal life, things are pretty busy and sometimes hectic, but they definitely keep me out of trouble and and keep me on my toes. So uh, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun and sometimes more frustrations than fun. But, you know, a big joy in my life is kind of spending time with my kids and and watching them kind of grow up. A lot of fun and a lot of work, right? Uh, Exactly. Yes. (laughs) They're two adorable kids, I might add. They are angels. So you're making them seem worse than they are. Thank you. I get the pleasure of seeing them whenever I want to on On Teams or Zoom. And then I get to go back to my quiet, childless life. (laughs) Exactly. Right. That's the best way. It really is. It's working well for me so far. (laughs) There you go. So tell us about you a little bit, Frankie. Sure. Yeah. So I'm a tax manager with Baker Tilly. So I'm Sarah's right-hand person. I started there also as a co-op student back in 2013. I think my first term was right before you started, Sarah. So you you came there for my second term, which was awesome. And we didn't work together right off the bat. I was in the accounting group doing a lot of uh, assurance and I guess accounting type engagements. And once I had graduated from my master's and I came back and worked with Baker Tilly full-time starting in 2016. I had the desire to switch to tax. And the second I could, I did. And Sarah hasn't been able to get rid of me since. I talked to her pretty much every day, you'd say, Sarah. Sometimes on the weekend too. I try not to bother you, but... (laughs) She saw the light and came over to tax from audit. I did. I did see the light. No offense to our audit and accounting people. No. (laughs) I sense that you guys do a little hanging out and have maybe a little happy hour cocktail at the end of a day. Like I do a little bit more of the happy hour cocktail. Sarah's much more responsible than I am, but yeah. When you spend so much time with somebody, you know, within, you know, your workspace, it's only natural that, you know, that relationship develops outside. And I think that's why we enjoy working tax. Yeah. Enjoy tax (laughs) and, and working here as much as we do, because, you know, not only do we like what we do, but we like working with each other and 
helping, uh, helping clients succeed. And not everybody gets this experience, you know, like I have so many friends and colleagues, uh, at, well, outside of Baker Tilly that have people that they work for and they just don't have that same relationship. So all of my friends are just like, you are so lucky because you talk about your boss, like she's your best friend. And I'm like, well, you know, it's because I'm likable too, right, Sarah? Like it's, Absolutely. I'm hard not no, to like. It goes both ways. <laughs> and now you're going to be superstars. That's the goal. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what did you guys want to do before you discovered accounting? Or was it always like, oh, it's got to be accounting. So wait, wait, I have to just say one thing here. I always say this to people when they ask about, oh, like, why did you choose accounting? And I say, if you've got a room full of people or full of accountants and you say, you know, who here had a passion for accounting? Maybe one person will put their hand up. And that one one person probably didn't hear the question, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sorry, Sarah, go ahead. No, that's okay. So Frankie and I kind of had fun, you know, when we were looking at this question and kind of reminiscing and and seeing what each of us wanted to do before. And I was telling her my earliest days as a kid thinking about what I wanted to do. I remember wanting to be a cashier, which now that I think about it, it kind of comes full circle because like with cashier, it's not like not why numbers, although we don't really deal with numbers as much as just kind of tax law. But you know, you're, you're I was thinking I push buttons on the cash register and you know, I push buttons on my type or my typewriter. My typewriter. keyboard. I'm, yeah, my <laughs> you're not that old. old. I'm How not old that old. You? No, my keyboard, my calculator. So I thought, well, maybe that, you know, maybe I'm not as far off as I thought. But uh, like the immediate career before I thought about accounting was underwater welding. And that is based on zero <laughs> welding experience, let alone doing it underwater. So my parents, as supportive as they could be, very gently suggested maybe that was a bit of a far reach for me. And and like I was in probably grade 10 at this point in my life, right? So a point where you're kind of needing to make a decision with respect to you're going to go off to university or college. What are you going to do? Where are you going to apply? And so when I threw out the underwater welding uh, career path, yeah, my my parents very, yeah, kindly and lovingly said, maybe look elsewhere. Okay, where I have questions from about now. this, yeah, right? Like, where did you even get the idea? <laughs> was, I've never even heard of I, it. I know. It was probably one of those things that, I don't know, on Discovery Network, they probably had some special about underwater welding. And frankly, it was probably how much money they make. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. <laughs> I could be rich and I could travel the world. But yeah, I'm not. And I'm not one to really, you know, as soon as the lake is thawed, like jump in the water and want to be in the water. So I'm glad I didn't land. I'm glad my parents gently suggested thinking elsewhere. So maybe what we're going to have to do is have a future podcast where we like bring in the professionals of the jobs that we wanted to have. Cause I have a lot of questions for some underwater welders that are just popping in my head right now. Yeah. And obviously for our listeners that have never seen Sarah, she is a fabulous dresser. I can't imagine you in like an underwater welding suit. Suit, Like, I don't even, I don't know any, I've never heard of this suit. Yeah, Yeah, probably a wetsuit or something. A bedazzled scuba suit. (laughs) Bedazzled (laughs) scuba suit. Can't even say that's a tongue twister. What about you, Frankie? What did you want to do before you got the accounting tax bug? 
So, okay. So I'm going to also do kind of the same method that you did, Sarah, and talk about as a child what you wanted to be, because it's funny because mine also had to do with water. And I so badly wanted to be a marine biologist. And something that not a lot of people know about me, like all my close friends know, and of course, naturally, it's going to be like within the first two minutes of this podcast, I'm telling everybody (laughs) one of my deepest, darkest secrets is I had this obsession with killer whales (laughs) as a child. I just thought they were the coolest animal. And I was like, wow, I want to, you know, be a marine biologist and swim and, and learn all about these animals. And then I quickly realized as an adult, one of my biggest fears, like most petrifying fears is swimming with fish, let alone like humongous whales called killer whales. Like I'm talking fish. I don't like swimming in a lake, period. So I don't know what it is with accountants and I guess water. Like you wanted to be an underwater welder. I wanted to be a marine biologist. It was um, meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But in reality, like closer to coming up to make that decision of, oh, I want to be an accountant. It did also come down to the dollars and cents. So in grade, I remember grade 10, I think it is, you have that careers and civics Mm -hmm. class where they basically say, oh, you're 15. So what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Start thinking about it now and figure it out. And I just remember Googling, okay, like what makes the most money? (laughs) And I'm going through the list. I'm like, oh, no, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, an ophthalmologist. That sounds cool. So I Google ophthalmologist and I think I lasted about two milliseconds on the Wikipedia page. And I saw a little snippet photo of of eye surgery. And that was it for my ophthalmology dreams. They ended right there. And I went and decided to become an accountant. (laughs) I don't know how they correlate, but here I am. Thank goodness for Wikipedia though. Like you didn't get all the way down the road and the schooling of becoming an ophthalmologist to then find out, like I have to look at some pretty gory stuff. And touch them. Touch them. Yeah. Oh, God. Touch those eyeballs. I wish I could describe like the feeling in my stomach right now, just thinking about about that photo (laughs) from like however many years ago. (laughs) It's not great. All right. Let's get into um, your specialty. So, Sarah, what do you call your specialty? Yeah. So, a tax specialist. I like to try to toot my own horn and, and think I'm more than just a tax specialist because when Frankie and I are, are dealing with clients, you know, we're coming at it, you know, what can be done to help minimize tax or, you know, defer tax. But there's also just like the human element, right? We often say to our clients, don't let the tax motivate your decision. Like, let's figure out what it is that you need to accomplish, what are your objectives and your goals, whether it's within your family, your business, within your family, within your estate. And then we'll figure out the tax piece of it. So as much as you know, we're, we're tax people, we, we'd like to try to take a step beyond that and, and really look at the person that we're dealing with and, and what their objectives and goals are. That sounds so nice. So Frankie, what about you? Well, a lot of the same thing, as I said, I'm Sarah's right hand. So we do, we work on a lot of the same projects together, but I think you put it really nicely, Sarah, like while we specialize in tax, we also try as much as we can to specialize in people because you sit in these meetings and and we're discussing pretty complex, you know, legislation and, and tax structures. And you have to have the skill set to look and see oh, this person is not getting it or they're nodding along and saying, yes, I have no questions. And what you realize is, you know what? I'm saying, do you have any questions? But I think I know the questions that they have and I need to to kind of probe them for that to make sure they're fully understanding, you know, what it is that they're doing. And really when... 
I'm joking before about being a marine biologist and ophthalmologist and stuff, but a real potential career choice for me while I was in accounting at this time was thinking, you know, you know, do I want to go and practice and work client facing or do I want to go more of an education route in terms of, you know, maybe become a professor? Because I really admired a lot of my tax professors at, at the University of Waterloo, which is uh, where I worked. Sarah and I both went. And I think the beauty of our job is I get to incorporate both of those things. And, and now we're incorporating it into the podcast where it's not just the technical. I get to teach every time I sit in front of a client. And that brings me so much joy, like helping somebody understand something complicated and, and seeing the light bulb come on as they leave the room. And they're so grateful because not a lot of people, I know this might be hard to believe, are super excited to meet with their tax advisor. I don't know why. I think Sarah and I are pretty great, but I it's find nice. you delightful. <laughs> oh, you're a peach, Wendy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when that meeting ends and you see they actually leave with a smile on their face. And, you know, not always because we do talk about stuff in all realms of of uh, the tax world. And it's not always a <laughs> not a happy ending, but at least people understand and mm. they're grateful for the time you spend to help them understand. And you're not just pushing a paper in front of them and say, sign this and trust us. So. I think it's key. What you said there is recognizing that they're not understanding because I mm -hmm. think so many people are afraid to say, wait, what? <laughs> so it's good because a lot of people would just be like, OK, they said, OK, I'm going to move on just mm -hmm. to get through it. So I think it's you know really key that you are there to make sure that they understand. So that's great. The other piece of this, when you know Frankie and I were talking about what it is we do, and, and Frankie, I'm taking your words, but you really hit the nail on the head. When you think of an accountant, an accountant is someone who's taking your annual financial information and transactions and recording it and giving you a set of financial statements to show you what has happened. Whereas Frankie and I have the privilege of kind of getting to know a client at the start of you know those transactions and those planning opportunities so that we get to help guide them versus tell them, you know, accountants will say, here's what happened last year. Here's where you are. Whereas we get to say, okay, where do you want to go? And let's help you achieve that. And, you know, in our mind, the most tax efficient way. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool opportunity that we get in terms of getting to know clients and getting to help them go down that path versus just telling them, here's what happened. And they said, yeah, I know. <laughs> so tell us more about the firm Baker Tilly KDN. So Baker Tilly KDN is part of the Baker Tilly Canada Cooperative. Uh, we are represented by four offices in Curtis, Coburg, Lindsay, and Peterborough. We have a nice staff complement. We have about 130 staff across the four offices, and we have services offered in not only our, our traditional accounting, like you know, uh, financial statements, uh, tax advisory, but we also have things like data analytics and cybersecurity and valuation. So I would say we're much more than just a standard accounting firm. Really, at the end of the day, we we have a, a strong focus on you know in the the Durham region, Kawartha, Northumberland area. So, tell us what is the objective, both for the day to day and through this podcast. Yeah, I can speak to this one. I'm going to start with the objective of the podcast, and then we can talk about the day to day because I think they really do go hand in hand. Really, with this podcast, what Sarah and I want to do is. Uh, create this space where we can take complicated tax concepts and make them understandable, make them interesting and make them 
relatable. And really that's what we do when we meet with clients. We don't come in and say, okay, what are all your tax questions? Tell us your tax questions and we'll give you the answers. It's really, you know, we have somebody that comes in and they have an objective and whether that is, you know, succession planning or estate planning, and they don't come with these terminologies, which are tax terms and and financial terms. We're the ones that we just let them talk. What is it that you want to accomplish in your life? And how can we help structure this or help set you on your way in a tax efficient way? But even though Sarah and I are tax specialists, tax is never really the first thing on our mind. It's a supplementary or or secondary or, or support function. So I guess to kind of make this a little bit more clear, what I'm trying to say is that we're never, even though we're tax people, are going to recommend somebody do something solely based on tax purposes. And the most simple example of that that I can use is people say, you know, how do I pay less tax? How do I pay no tax? And the most efficient an effective recommendation I can give is don't make any money. If you don't make any money, you don't have to pay any tax. Wait a minute. <laughs> People don't like that answer. No, Why I know. <laughs> right. And but I guess what I'm trying to get across is that's such a I would never advise that of anybody. But if you don't want to pay tax, that's really the only way to do it. So it's making sure we're helping people achieve achieve their objectives and and to us, like it's always family first, right? Like we always want to make sure whatever we're recommending, especially in terms of a family run business is we're maintaining family harmony. Yeah. Let, let's be clear. We care a lot about minimizing tax and making sure we have tax efficient structures in place, but we care more about your ability to sleep at night and the fact that your family can sit around the dinner table at, you know, every night or whether it's during a holiday and not have something like a a bad family dynamic due to the business weighing over everybody's heads. Yeah. I think the the name from the source, when we were thinking about names, Frankie and I were talking about, you know, client scenarios or client questions we get. And a lot of the time we'll get a phone call or we'll talk to a client. Well, you know, I was playing golf the other day with my buddy who owns a business and their accountant is doing like X, Y, Z. And I will say most of the time when we're talking to that client, they don't understand all of the facts that their friend has. They don't understand the concepts that are being proposed to their friends. So they have these little smidgens of information and you know they're coming to us with questions. And then that's where we step in and we say, oh, that doesn't work because ABC or it could work because you know DEF. So really the, the concept of from the source is so people can sit there and say, you know what? I heard about this plan or my friend is talking about this. Oh, I can listen to this podcast and maybe get some insight as to what it is they're doing and whether it's applicable to me or not. Because a lot of the time it's, you know, that doesn't work because a because of a very particular fact situation that applies to your friend that doesn't apply to you, or you're really missing a key piece of that. And we're going to explain and help help you understand. Exactly. It's going to come straight from the the source. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the podcast from the source with Frankie and Sarah, and I'm so happy you're here. If you have any questions, please head over to curtis.bakertilly.ca or to show notes to find out how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you.
Now that you've talked about, you know, the clients, the people that are coming to you, telling you this, telling you that, what is one thing that you recommend most to clients or just maybe people that are asking for professional advice? So my piece of advice generally, and it's not even tax really related, but it's making sure that you have an updated will. If there's anything that you can do, you know, as a business owner, even as a non-business owner, is making sure first you have a will. And secondly, you know, it's it's kind of current with your current objectives. And I know that again, going back to the, your question about the podcast, as much as this is, you know, we're tax people, we want this podcast to kind of be all encompassing. So that's not a very I don't think that's a an answer people would expect me to give because they would expect some sort of tax answer. But having an updated will ensures you know your affairs are carried out in a way that you want them to be carried out and you have control over your estate and how things are, are dealt with. Because I will say a lot of the time we'll deal with clients and they haven't touched their will in 10 plus years or they don't have a will. Okay. I'm going to ask a question and I have yeah. a feeling I'm going to be yelled at, but okay. I am married um, we have no children. We own a home that's, you know, heavily mortgaged, <laughs> but we don't have a will. And I kind of am under this impression that we don't need one because we don't have kids. And if, if I die, it goes to him. And if he dies, it goes to me. And then we don't care what happens after that. <laughs> right. And I will say you still need a will. Now, I, I recognize you you're in the U.S. Are you not, Wendy? Oh, yes, I am. So I will caveat that we need to call our Baker Tilly Auto office with our U.S. <laughs> tax experts. But no, generally, <laughs> even if you have no children, you have jointly held assets, it's beneficial to have a will because there could be something, right? Something could change in your circumstance in the next year where you have an asset your spouse is not entitled to. Anyways, this is a we will have a whole session. Okay. I'm sorry. State, but no, it's We're a really great stepping question. on the podcast here. We're, we can't get all the good content out on the and, first and episode. One, We're yeah. going to have nothing to talk to about. I throw a wrench no. into it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> And I will also caveat that we are not lawyers and this, you know, any legal advice that we're giving is not based on a legal background, but that's where to segue and a nice promo for next uh, future episodes, we will touch on will planning, estate planning. We will look at bringing in, you know, some legal experts to to talk about all of these issues. So kind of goes part and parcel with the previous question about what this podcast is all about. So it's, it's really looking at everything at a holistic level. Okay. Well, let's get out of the office for a little bit. Let's just talk about you guys. Okay. Let's get to know you a little bit better. And I guess I should say you gals, um, <laughs> if you had all of the money in the world, what would you be doing right now? So I want to be cheesy and say, oh, tax, but no, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be doing tax. I probably would be doing something along the lines of refurbishing old houses or doing something. Maybe this goes back to my welding days, working with my hands. That now you go. it all makes sense. I wouldn't be doing underwater welding, but I would probably, I would love, I would love to buy like an old house and fix it up and yeah, just bring it back to its original character. Again, based on no handy experience. I am not a handy person, but I just feel like it would be very rewarding to see kind of your your milestones as you're doing something like that. Are you guys familiar with Chip and Joanna Gaines? Oh, I love Chip. <laughs> okay, because yes. that's who you sound like to me. Oh, yes, I do like I do like them. I have her book on my coffee table, but that does not surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Frankie? <laughs> Well, my answer is not quite the same. I think 
outside of tax, my one true love, I have another love. <laughs> And that is food. And I spend all of my money that I earn through working in tax on groceries, like cookbooks, and most importantly, going out to restaurants. I'm like a big like restaurant goer to the point where, and this is going to make me sound so snobby and it's not supposed to be. And maybe I should lead off with the fact that I don't even own a home yet, but I have had beef tartare like four times in the last month. Like, is that not the most pretentious, ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Yes, but it's I feel like, so differently about you now. <laughs> no, you should. Like I saying it out loud, I'm just like, oh, who are you? But like, yeah, like I don't shop for clothes. I don't do anything like that. I've been wearing the same, you know, handful of work outfits for the last four or five years, but I spend all of my money on food. Do you prefer to cook for yourself at home or do you prefer to go out? So, okay. It really depends on what I'm feeling. Like Sunday is my like Sunday dinner day where I wake up super early and I'll go to the market and I'll buy all my ingredients and I will cook like all day. Like I will just sit in the kitchen and I'll do something low and slow. Like I'm Italian. So I'll do like a short rib ragu or something that I can get on the stove and it'll sit there all day and it'll just, you know, smell up my entire apartment. On those days, I like to, I really do like to cook and I like to experiment, but it's like Friday night, Saturday night, I will be at a restaurant. <laughs> it's just, you know, so my, what and I would do if I had all the money in the world, I would, you know, continue this lifestyle, <laughs> but I would also, you know, I think I'd love to go to cooking school and, you know, maybe buy a small farm and like open a restaurant. Like that's what I would love to do. So, you know, I'm saying this and I'm like, you know, okay, this is going to be my last podcast. I quit. I'm going to go become a chef. Well, (laughs) really nice to meet you, Frankie. We'll see you never. Not a chance, Frankie. But I told her I would come and refurbish that barn for her into a restaurant. So I think we can marry both of our passions. And as a side note, I selfishly got myself invited to Frankie's house on a Sunday. I'm bringing the family and we're having her short rib. Ragu. Oh yeah, ragu. I forgot that I said that. Yeah, that would be you great. Did. So maybe in the next so episode, we'll let you guys know how it went. Jealous. I can't come. <laughs> you can come. Just hop on a well, plane. You can join virtually. She'll send you the recipe. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. So why don't you sum things up for us? Okay, that sounds great, Wendy. Um, Frankie and I are really excited to be starting down this podcast route. It was a bit daunting, but I think you know after this first recording, we're going to get our legs under us. And we just want to thank everybody for listening and, and getting to know us a little bit better. Um, I think it's you know important to understand that you know as much as you know we're tax professionals, we're also people, and we, we just like to have fun. So hopefully, this gives a little insight into uh, who we are. We're excited to use this platform to help make complex tax issues a little less complex and hopefully a bit more understandable. We've got a number of great topics lined up for our first year on air, and we'll be tapping into expertise of some local guests, uh, which we're really excited to announce going forward. In our next few episodes, we're going to be diving into some discussion around owner-manager business, so stay tuned for that. And I have no problem with just adding in a little food and fashion like we did today as well. Absolutely. I think that that'll keep the listeners, I think, as much as we love tax. There's only so much you can do. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have a blast. What a fun time I've had with both Sarah and Frankie. And tell us how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, you can reach us on our website. So that's curtis.bakertilly.ca. Or you could give us a call at the office. Our office number is 905 579 
five six five nine and ask for Frankie and Sarah, and we can, uh, you know, have a good conversation. Hopefully, hopefully, we can help you with your questions. <laughs> All right, much more to come in the future. Thank you for joining us. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to From the Source with Frankie and Sarah. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at curtis.bakertilly.ca or give us a call at 905-579-5659. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Frankie Loretto, Sarah Netley, or Baker Tilly Katie Hunt. Baker Tilly KDNLLP is a member of the Baker Tilly Canada Cooperative, which is a member of the global network of Baker Tilly International Limited. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional accounting advice. Always seek the advice of your chartered professional accountant or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your tax planning.